right? Hello? I can hear you. <laughs> oh my God, you look incredible. Thank you. This is why I was late. <laughs> I'm sitting on my floor in my bedroom. I look like trash. I have looked like trash for the entirety of quarantine and you just showed up in like the most incredible eyeliner I've ever seen. It's been like, I've been leaning in. I've been leaning in to the, uh, the makeup. I went out. I was like trying to go all natural for a long time. But my therapist was like, lean into your femininity. I was having problems with it. And now it's been a good time. I mean, I have nothing well, else to do. <laughs> so. You really caught me off guard. Thank you. I, I know. I was literally like, there's no way she's not going to comment on what's on my face. Like, um, no <laughs> yeah, you, you truly, I mean, your, your eyeliner is gorgeous. You have to take a picture of it so that yep. when I post the episode, I can show it, people what I'm seeing. It looks messy up close, but like from between a computer screen, but I did take selfies because I know I'm going to sweat it off in like an hour. So yeah. there are yeah. photos. I will send them to you. <laughs> oh my God, please do. Well, I'm sorry that I'm like not making eye contact with you. Every, okay. I have an external monitor because every single piece of technology that I own has failed me during quarantine. No, now is not the time. No, now is not the time. My computer every screen- single- my computer screen is broken. There's like nowhere to take it. So now I have an external wow. monitor. It took three tries to get an external <laughs> monitor that would work. Oh, no. And then my hard drive shorted out and they quoted me $3,000 to recover the data from it. I know. What? I know. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been, so I apologize. If you could see my setup right now, it's like I'm, I have so many wires going so many different places, so many <laughs> extension cords. It's insane. There are so many people who I've like, like my mom's been working from home and her setup is hilarious. Like I don't go over their house much, but there was a day I was having a really, really hard day and she let me come over, but like Lysoled my whole body, like before <laughs> I could enter the house, like all of my things on me, like went into a box, you know, like, and I, yeah. she was like, Hey, you can come in, like, don't touch me, you know, kind of thing. And I saw her set up in her room. I was like, are you running a spaceship? Like what's going on with this? Like I know. multi-monitor, all these wires, all these, she had her, she has like a 64 inch TV in her room. Cause it was like a birthday gift. And then she had two computer monitors. Yeah. And it was all, they all had different things on them. I was like, no, I've never wanted a home office more in my entire life. Like, because I have the whole setup. Usually I'm sitting on my bedroom floor right now um, because my roommate and her dog are out in the living area. And um, so she's uh, just like a, a temporary sublet roommate. And so mm-hmm. nor- my normal roommate doesn't have a dog. And so my dog is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> But they're so cute. They're so cute. And all they do is they like rumble and tumble and play. And so I was like, I can't, I can't, re- I can't record out there. They're going to be so loud and so right. the whole time. It's like having, ki- it's like having little like kids. That's how I feel about my cat. But like, w- she's way less chaotic most days. Yeah. He's, she's been getting on my nerves. <laughs> Has she? It's, well, you'd never know it from my Instagram because all I do is praise her. But she oh, yeah. is. Literally, so I just found out that she has seasonal allergies. I didn't oh, know cats could have no. seasonal allergies. So I live for background. I live in Inglewood, and I live in like straight suburbia, just houses kind of area. 
And she was a um, rescue. So she wasn't used to being, she wasn't a domesticated cat. And so when I first had her and I was keeping her inside, she was depressed, she was angry, she was lashing out, and she used to find ways to run away. <clears throat> so at this point, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna let you go outside, whatever. You know, clearly you're happier when you can go in and out. And one time, so my um, bathroom is by the backyard, and I had the window open, and I just heard sneezing, sneezing, sneezing. And I called my boyfriend, and I was like, can you see if that's Margo? It's my cat. I was like, is she, it's like, having a sneeze attack? <laughs> standing in the middle of a bush, just, like, sneezing relentlessly. And we were trying to get her, and, like, you know, anytime, like, wind hits her face in the house, and there's, like, dust, that like, she just keeps sneezing. And I've had her for almost a year, so this is, like, my first spring. I got her in the summer. So I just found out about this. So it's been like this annoying thing where now she's suddenly like a high maintenance cat because I have to give her medicine every day and like monitor her, monitor her and all this stuff. And, and she hates it. So like we're, we're in this constant like battle where she's like, now you want to touch my mouth? What are you doing? Right? Oh yeah. So you have a teenage daughter basically. Yeah, ex exactly. And like now she'll, when she goes out, like she won't come home for so long because she's like kind of annoyed. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to have to go back home and I'm going to wait until the last possible minute, make, make my mom so angry. And I'm just like sitting here like, it's getting dark. Is she going to come back? Cause <laughs> like, I literally, it's like, I have a teenage daughter. Yeah. You have to give her a curfew before she leaves. I, you know, she kind of knows it. It's just, she's been pushing the limits and like, she's a cat. So it's not like I can ask her to be different. Like I, can, I know. It's so annoying. If I try to hold her in, she just rebels more. It's yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. It's so interesting. Like I remember the, cause my dog is a very high maintenance dog. Mm -hmm. And for the first year that I had him was hell. And it was just trying to like understand and speak to this creature that doesn't yeah. understand what I'm saying. And it, in that year, I was like, this is, crazy you're my best friend and we will never say a word to each other right. never the love <laughs> and care I have for this cat continues to astonish me she's my first pet I didn't grow up with pets it was an she was like an impulse <laughs> like an impulse like post breakup like I'm getting a cat kind of thing yeah and it's crazy because when I think that something's happened to her the deep sadness that I feel, it's insane. I'm like, have I never cared about another person? This no, I, don't, I don't know. There's something about motherhood, even if you're yeah. just like a pet. Because as soon as I got Rue, I understood that thing that mothers always say where it's like a part of my heart is just walking around right? in the world. And that's so scary. And I feel like if, if we ever get to a point where Rue's like old and they're like, his liver's failing, we're going to have to put yeah. him down. I will Thelma and Louise, that dog. I will put him in my passenger seat and I will drive us both off a cliff because I am not going on without him. There's no way. It made me sad. Like when I, after I got her, I looked up like cat life expectancies. And I was like, oh, it's like just no, this idea of it. I can't, I can't handle it. It's, it's so, it's so sad. And now that I have one pet, I like want a million pets. And it's oh yeah. Like, no, I, I always joke that Rue is my replacement baby because I started getting like, I was 20, when I turned 25, I started getting like hardcore mommy urges mm -hmm. and I do want to have lots of kids, but I'm telling you like the hormones came on and I was like, I must have a baby. And so then it was a little over a year later that I got 
through. And so I've always been like, you're my replacement baby for the meantime. <laughs> and it's funny because I'm following that same path where for the longest time I was like, you know what? He's really just like an only dog. And then once I had him for about two years, I was like, I could do another. I could have a, you know, I could have another baby. My heart's uh, big enough. We're two years into it. I get it. I feel like we're in the flow. And so right. now I have this whole like trajectory that in the next year, I'm going to get another. You're going to have another dog. They're fully my children. Yeah. I, I'm at that point. Like I already am like, oh, I could be like, at first I was like only one cat. And I'm like, I could maybe be a two cat house, you know? And I definitely, it's funny because I live in a, like a bungalow. Like there's no rooms. It's just one big yeah. like, box. Um, so having a second cat just makes literally no sense. They would probably kill each other. So my boyfriend and I got a fish. <laughs> oh. another pet so bad. That's smart. I do it's think smart. I'm going to get a bunny before I get <sighs> another dog. Yeah. I've been doing research cause now I kind of want a gerbil, but he's a not a gerbil. Yeah. Um, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> what's the difference between a gerbil and a hamster? It's, I think they're more similar to rats. They have, like, very rat-like mm. features. They have the tail. But they've oh. kind of got, like, smushed. They, they're a little cuter, in my opinion. Uh-huh. They kind of look, like, streamlined and have, like, little pointing back ears. I don't know. It, it was just this thing where, like, my mom was like, if you get a rat, I'm never coming to your house. And I was like, but what if it's mm. a gerbil? Like, what if it's rat adjacent? Like, yeah. mouth adjacent, you know? Um, so this was my you know, convincing. And I kind of got her to be like, okay, maybe I would come over. And then I was like, yeah, to my boyfriend, like, you want to get a gerbil? He's like, I'm mm, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, all right. No, but, I feel like gerbils are not adult pets. I mean, I know lots of people. You make a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I know lots of people that argue that bunnies are not adult pets for which I will argue back. But... I know a bunny who is a full adult with a full job and she lives alone with her bunny and she loves him. So I, so the reason that I want to get a bunny is because I had a bunny growing up. I got her for my eighth birthday. She died when I was 18. And so I feel like there was a big chunk of her life where I was a shitty teenager and I was like, not good to her. Like I was just, I was, yeah, I was off. I was off like, you know, being hormonal and, and, you right. know, pubescent. And so I didn't like give her all the love and attention she deserves. Right. And I really, I want to do it again so that I can make amends. She had like perfect, like, child years where you were like totally obsessed and then you became like a preteen and then yeah. a teen and it's I feel like it was like half and half. Yeah, that's rough. I mean, I look at my life as an older sister and I'm like, wow, he had it hard. <laughs> my brother. <laughs> like I'm so sorry. Um I was definitely a complete asshole. <laughs> Do you have Okay, wait. We just like dove in here so I just have right. to pop in and say, "Welcome to Confidential Podcast, Morgan McLaughlin." <laughs> I know how long have we been talking. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh my God. I've like wanted to start a podcast and then to be on one, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm going to get some nice, like firsthand experience. See how this makes perfect. I will say it's very easy. It's very fun. You should do it. Why not? Why not? Big shrugs. Yeah. The the biggest thing that I'm terrible at is the, the audio, like technological aspect. Mm. Oof. I mean, but I sound like a broken record because I say that every time. Like every time I go and do the edit, I'm always like, why does this sound so mediocre? But I don't know. I mean, I'm just like not, maybe I need a new mic. Maybe I I don't don't know. But it sounds fine. You know? I mean, like it's fine. You know, like I went, 
as as like a, a graduate of an experimental art school, I'm like, you can make anything with anything. Who cares? Oh, totally. Wait, where did you go to school? I went to CalArts. I was oh. in film. Mm. And, you know, I feel like the vibe there is very like, I don't know, shoot it on a piece of plastic. Who cares? <laughs> I... <laughs> Um, my best friend who I am going to have on here eventually once they get their schedule worked out, um, went to CalArts and then all of their mm-hmm. friends went to CalArts. And so I feel like I didn't go there, but I know this you know group the- of people mm-hmm. where it's like 25 of them all went to college That's- together. So I, mean, I have, I feel like graduated a lot, a long, long time before me, probably. Maybe cause you're young, aren't you? I'm 24. I graduated. Yeah. 17 so yeah all of my friends graduated between like 2011 and 2013 okay I came in 2013 but yeah I would have missed them yeah I get but I get the vibe it's like a very it was a very interesting I mean I don't know I just feel like I hear all these stories and I see how you know coming up on 10 years afterwards like everyone's still super connected and still works together and still talks about their stories of being there like it feels like this weird like trauma bonding but also in a good way yeah sometimes good sometimes not so good I definitely had like some incredibly chaotic and traumatic experiences, but I also had like a lot of really good times. So, you know, but it is, it's, it's one of those things where it's very, it's a very unique experience. And I feel like no one else really gets it until like, so it is this thing where you're like, you were with me during this time. Like, I think a lot about, um, I read this news story today um about like a couple who went on a third date to Costa Rica right before corona got bad and they're stuck there and so now <laughs> and i feel like it's like this thing where it's like well you have to get married now because like no oh, one's yeah. going to understand your life <laughs> like ever again yeah. like, oh my god Are, and they're who, and they're still yeah. there yeah i don't okay, know well first of all today first of all they went on a third date to Costa Rica so they're, they're already they're yeah. exactly they're already the kind of person that i feel like might be equipped to handle this <laughs> right i would like it was funny because my mom was like i would be freaking out and then she texted me immediately afterwards and was like okay never mind i would have never done this in the first place like you would never be in this situation no listen i'm all about living your life but do not leave the country with a person that you're on a third date on. You know, it's funny because like I've been on my fair share of dating apps and I got into like the league. Oh, like fancy. Yes. Fancy one um, a while back. And it was interesting because there were so many like that was part of the um, appeal was it was like, oh, like the travel relationships, people who like to, you know, bounce back and forth and blah, blah, blah. Like there was something about that on the app. And I was like, who does this? Like, who okay. Is- you have to tell me everything about this app because I'm really not a dating app person, but that I get mm-hmm. these like urges to sort of explore sometimes. Mm-hmm. And based on the marketing, the league seems like it's full of Republicans. You know, I, so I'm an Aries. So I just, like, <laughs> I just impulse, like I'm just impulse. Yeah. And I didn't join it because I actually cared who was on the app. I was like, it's exclusive chic yes i just have to i'm with you on that i just need to know what it's like to be on the inside um and i had a few friends that were on it because it tells you if you have like mutual facebook friends because you have to join with a facebook Mm because they have to know and you're linkedin too they have to know like (sighs) your 
job. It's so crazy. Yeah. Because um, you have to be like a certain caliber of person, essentially, to be on that's, the app. The word, yeah, so that's, cool. Exactly. The word <laughs> caliber tells me that it's a bunch of Republicans. Right. Well, yes. And then I joined and everyone was not cute and seemed really terrible. And so I didn't have a good time and I was barely on it. And then essentially it's this thing where like, if you aren't active, they just kick you out. But I was like, I just want to leave it. So I ended up like paying, like you could pay like $2 to suspend your account and pick it back up. So I like paid a couple bucks. So I wouldn't like be kicked out of the app for non use. But then like, it was so it was ridiculous. It was like, it was like totally not worth it. This is like what my Aries nature puts me in these situations all the time where I'm like, I just want to know. And then I'm like, well, that was lackluster. I don't know. Why. Oh, I know. It's all, it, it all must be marketing then because if, I oh. mean, they really market it as though it's like, as, as though is that it's this like high end, like C level execs, like it, all this. Yeah. Stuff. Most of the people just seem like they were pretending to be something they weren't. It seemed like at least, well, the other thing too is like consistently in my experience is that like the women are just always better. Uh, I <laughs> so like book. I'm on these dating apps and I'm like, I don't know why I thought that these men would be worth anything. <laughs> I, no, truly. You are like really speaking straight into my bloodstream right now. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what I expected. Like what the league, Tinder, all these, what's the difference? It's the same, I know. it's the same crappy pile. <laughs> I just, I just checked because as soon as you were, I, the only thing that I have is a hinge and I'm so not into Ooh. dating right now. And, um, so I just checked and I have 52 notifications on hinge cause I just like, oh. haven't looked at it in oh. Oh, well over a month. My boyfriend and I met on hinge. Oh, did you really? We did, but there was, um, it was crazy cause we found out that we like have almost met probably like 5 million times and like, just Oh my gosh. So weird. It's like this thing where we're always like, we were meant to meet at some point and it's hilarious that it happened on this like random algorithm dating app. Yeah. But like we went to the same school for a year, like one of his like friends, I gave his friend a tour of the school and dropped her off to meet him and didn't meet him. Like we like, she was like, I'm going to meet my friend. And then like, and then, like, it ended up being him. I found out, like, you know, after <laughs> dating, I worked at uh, a theater box office at this high school I was working at. And then he, like, had a co- has cousins who go there and went to, like, every play during my year. It was crazy. It's so crazy. That's so cute. It's really adorable. But we met on Hinge. So, and it was a similar thing where I had been out of a relationship, had downloaded it, updated my profile, had a bunch of messages, deleted it because I was, like, not trying to deal with dating. And then when I reopened it, he had also done the same thing. Yeah. Just got out of a relationship, downloaded it, then deleted it. And we reopened the app like the same day and then like matched. <laughs> this is so cute. It's so I would like to think that this is like very cosmic and I think it is. Right. But also, I think those apps are mining our data more than we know. Right. I know. They're like, hmm, too depressed. <laughs> yeah. The last, oh man, because I was on like a real... I want to be in a relationship for a long time. Mm. And I had a period where I was having so much fun on hinge and I was like Ugh. meeting some great guys. And then I ended up dating this guy for a little while that felt like it was maybe going to get serious and it didn't work out and blah, blah, blah. So I've been wanting to stay single for a little over a year now. Nice. And the last 
the thing that sort of made me be like, okay, you know what? I think, I think this is the sign and I want to be single is that I was on hinge. And so this was like March of last year. And I was very just like, what fucking ever man. Like I could not have given less of a fuck. And then I met this guy and it was just like instant, like amazing chemistry. So into each other. And then just like, we had to like make it stop because I think both of us were not necessarily looking mm. for, we weren't looking for something serious. And I was like, this guy's great. And I totally would be open to it, it with him. But then he was like, this is not what I can do right now. And so I was like, totally fair. And I feel you. And I think this is my sign from the gods that right. this is like, not, not the path, but I was obviously like really bummed because I got invested a little bit. Right. And, and like, and I was like, Hey, maybe. And he was like, no. <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, for not, cause he wasn't into me just cause of the way that right. he was at where he was at at the moment, but I was sad. And so I like deleted hinge and then like deleted my account, like not just the app, like totally scrapped it, whatever. Right. And then maybe like a week later, like got back on and started. <laughs> That's always the pathway. It's always, always like, a path. And then it's like, I'm bored. I want to know what's going on. Let's read. Oh yeah. And <laughs> yeah. so then I got a whole new profile, got it back. And the first thing that popped up was that hinge was like Hannah and insert man's name here. We recommend you to each other. I was like, are you f- Fucking How kidding me? dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'm, I've never so been so hard. offended in my life. And so I just immediately was like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that like, I'm just trying to be single energy is amazing. It's really fun. It's I, yeah. Good. I feel, I mean, I feel great right now. I know it's weird. Like, it's such a weird time to date. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously. Like, I, and I think that. For me, when quarantine and like lockdown and everything started, I had this like vision of what the next like year or two of our lives was going to look like. And even it's just, it's so different now because I feel like every, everyone was really panicked and just like, okay, well, if we just, you know, like this thing is so scary and like no one's, everyone's taking it seriously and like everyone's in their house and like, ah! and you know, we're raiding the grocery stores and stuff. But if we do this for two months, then we'll be fine. And I was like, LOL, see you guys in two years. Like you're delusional if you think this is going to be only two months. And so I was like strapped in for the long haul, but I was also not ready for the fact that everyone was going to get bored of it within two months. Mm -hmm. Because if I look around now, we're still on a shelter in place order. And, and I know so many people that are not social distancing whatsoever. And like shamelessly, like on Instagram, like posting them with their friends. Like it just feels like everyone's like, we're done with this. Right. Right. <laughs> There's like this collective done? kind of like I'm casual, like I'm just oh, not yeah. going to do this anymore. Yeah. Which, so yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I don't even know what dating is like right now. Like, I don't even know what it would be like if I looked at any of these guys that are liking me on hinge and was like, started talking to them. Like, I don't know what the expectations are. Like, do they think that right. we're going to go on a social distance walk like next week? Do, like, is, right. is everyone still looking for quarantine fuck buddies to just like decide that you're going to have sex with each other and each other only for the next year? I don't know. I don't um, know what's going on. It's like this thing. Well, I'm not, I don't think either my friends are not single or single and like definitely not interested in yeah. dating in any respect. But I've heard from like, I don't know, people on other podcasts and just like other things that I've read or 
um, one of my coworkers before our place shut down was telling me like, you know, that is like what people have been doing. It's like the social distancing dating, like just kind of like, okay, let's go on a walk. Let's talk in person. Let's blah, blah, blah. Or, um, I guess just like lots of video chatting and whatever, but it's this interesting thing where it's like, I don't know. I love listening to the read. If you, I don't know what that is. Okay. It's a podcast. It's my favorite, but they always have these listener letters where people will write in and some of it's like literally just like, okay, like I want to have sex with this guy, but we were, we were like gonna social distance together and like, he'll come over like twice a week. And it always becomes this thing where it's like, you don't know where this person has been the rest of the week. Oh, a like, thousand percent. Moving into your house. <laughs> like, there's yeah. no way you can be a hundred percent safe. No. And I kind of wish, like, I'm very happy because my boyfriend moved in because we were like, either we're going to share an immune system or we're not kind of thing. Right. Decided to just dive in. Um, but I'm kind of a little bit like, oh, I live for the drama. Like, I wish I knew what was going on. Yeah. Just because I would probably be like having a good time. I kind of enjoy that I can talk to people and not worry about whether or not I want to have sex with them. Like, yeah. I, don't even, I wouldn't have to think about it. I'd just be like, oh, no, obviously. Yeah. So we just yeah. have to get to know each other now, which I think it's kind of good. I don't know. I, 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 again, like, I don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So I feel like some people are still being trash, is what I've heard. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, people are being total trash. And yeah. I don't mean like, like they, they cooled off for a minute and then they went back to being trash. They're no, no, no. From the jump. like consistent they trash. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's weird because I feel like I'm, I'm taking social distancing pretty seriously. Um, right. yeah, I, I just spend all of my time at home for the most part. And, and I really only have like two people that I'm seeing, but I did, you know, I'm just going to say this because there's no way in hell he would ever listen to this. So who gives a shit? But I reached, (laughs) I reached out to this guy that, um, I, I don't, we didn't, I don't know what we did. We did something like (laughs) we did, we did something like three years ago (laughs) dating. I don't know. I don't know. You know, we get it. Every woman that's listening this to, to this right now is like, yes, I know what you're talking well, about. That it means exactly. <laughs> um, and this is a person who I like uh, normally would never get back in touch with again. Like, and he has right. tried to get back in touch with me and I've always ignored him. And then, of course, we're like 10 minutes into quarantine and I slide right in the DMs. You were like, I know that you want me. I know yeah. you're desperate. Oh, yeah. I am a little too for the first time. So. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no bones about it. Like, right. truly, I didn't even try and be like, hey, so sorry I didn't get back to you on those messages <gasps> and blah, blah, blah and this and that. Like, no, I just fully was just like, get right back in there. And my intention was to set up like a fun like sexting situation and then all of a sudden my libido like tanked (laughs) and because I was like so so horned up at the beginning of quarantine and then all of a sudden it just was like my the universe was like you know what we're not even gonna like yeah we're gonna protect you on this one yeah and it just totally tanked and so now I'm just like texting this guy and we're not even like sexting you're like, what is the point of this? <laughs> this is not what I wanted. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You just dug <laughs> yourself into this weird hole on accident. 
right. <laughs> but I but I won't stop because I'm like keeping in touch because you know the libido could come back. You exactly. You never know. You don't want to ruin this opportunity right and now. And I don't know that I really have anyone else from my past that I would be. He's like the one that I'm like. Eh, all right, yeah, let's do this. Let's like set up right. like a nice little like- sexting situation. Like you're the front runner on these. Right. Shockingly, on these circumstances. <laughs> You're like, you normally wouldn't be in first place, but if you look at what we have to offer, uh, yeah, congratulations, you are where I have to work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's just so funny because now I'm like, well, what, the, what am I doing? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I've had my fair share of like talking to men I wasn't really interested in, but then kind of just being like, you never know, you know, like maybe I'll, I'll want some attention. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I also gotta, I I also have to like, uh, I am enjoying talking to him. I got to throw in a bone. I'm like, oh yeah, we were friends because we, we knew each other for a long time prior to the, you know, like, yeah. So, you know, I'll, I'll throw him a bone, but at least it's not like this person that's like totally, I don't know, just like a wet blanket. And you're like, God, I got stuck with this. No, I'm enjoying yeah. our conversations. That's nice. Yeah. Well, then that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah. I, feel I don't know. Like, oh, oh, whoa. Oh my God. That was such a good catch. That was crazy. That was a really good catch. <laughs> I really thought that this was about to be a tragic situation over here. That was amazing. And Elisa wasn't full. It wasn't. I know. I chugged it because I needed like some form of something in my stomach. Yeah. I went on a run and then haven't eaten. I went on a run at like 1030 and I haven't eaten since coming home because <laughs> I did my makeup and you know, True. And I was Priorities. like in the bathroom for two hours. So Priorities. That's how my life goes. Um, okay. You're, you're working as far as modeling goes during the quarantine a little bit. Okay. You know, it's interesting because right when quarantine started, um, I was supposed to do an ad for Savage Fenty. Not like with, like not with Rihanna, but my friends work for an ad company that was doing an ad for them. Yeah. Um, so I had had to do an at home, like I shot myself mm-hmm. doing the ad. So I still did that. And then I shot with um, Fashion Brand Company. Yes. Which was a total blast. Oh, so, yeah. So uh, those are the only two things I've done. Um, but I've been actually trying to figure out if there's a way because I do have experience doing photography, you know, kind of, and like film experience and modeling experience. And I was like, I wonder if there's a way that I could like model from home, like do yeah. e-com from home. If I got like a backdrop and, you know, I'm trying to figure that out right now because I am on the other side of it where, um, I'm working more than ever during quarantine, but on my like day job, um, I am, I am doing some like performing and things like that, but I, um, my, my day job is in marketing and I now have a fashion client that I am responsible for planning the campaign shoots for the rest of the year and we are going to have to shoot them during the lockdown. And so now I'm on the other side of it where I'm like producing these photo shoots and I'm Mm. like, shit, (laughs) like, (laughs) how are we going to do this? 
That honestly sounds really interesting to me. It's been kind of cool to see what some brands have been able to come up with, mm-hmm. and, like things that they've been doing. And it's been inspiring me to be like, oh, I kind of have potentially a leg up here. Not that I've used it at all or like tried to promote myself in that way, but it's like being someone that can take a quality photo of themselves you know, and like understanding lighting and things. It's like, okay, cool. Like I could potentially do something with that these days, but it's, yeah. I know that it's like really hard. I've talked to a few people who also work in art direction and marketing and stuff. And it's hard to be, or I imagine it could be hard to be creative or like, or to, yeah. to do something that's different than what other people are doing because you're within these boundaries of like, it's people in their homes or it's yeah. Like, well, I, I think that there's, I'm sure, I'm sure you relate. Like, I feel like there's a misconception around creativity, which is that if you put limitations on creativity, you're like not actually being creative. And I feel like it's the opposite. Right. Um, I feel like having like boundaries sort of, and like, this is the way in which I have to work can mm. sometimes spur off, you know, different ideas. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's weird because what's nice is that as a person who is talent, I have that perspective mm-hmm. to bring right. to the table for my client, even though I usually don't, I like never tell my clients that I am a performer, that I have this like other life just because I like don't like, you I don't, don't want, want them to ask. I just don't want them to ask me about it. Like right. for the love of God, like do not ask me about it. I live in LA. <laughs> I hang out with other talent. All we do is fucking talk about our like I like I don't want to talk about it I, right. I remember when I went to Mexico over Thanksgiving I like met all of these um I met all of these like traveling expats and like people who like live down there now and like all this stuff but all these people that were I, I ended up going to this house party of all these people who are either like living down there or whatever um and one guy goes so tell me about your comedy and I went no No. No. <laughs> the answer no. is no. No. Uh, and that was it. And then I changed the subject. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So anyway, so I never tell my clients that I did um I did just sort of like internally with the other people because I'm subcontracting for a different um social media agency. And so I have like the people at that agency who uh, I was like, I told them, I was like, listen, we will never tell the client this, but I will tell you guys this because you're on my team. Like I am an actor and I shot a commercial during quarantine. So I, I'm sorry. So I'm, I'm getting so many texts and I know that you're hearing this like annoying ding. Oh, it's okay. Wait, I'm going to do, do not disturb. Okay, cool. I'm listening. Are they, impo- are they important? No, it's my book. <laughs> My boyfriend and I are trying to like, there's a bakery on the West side that's doing like a fancy burger today. And we like want to go get it before they sell out. And we're like trying to navigate the like, what are we going to do anyway? He's like at work, but he's like, I'm free. So I'm going to text you all of the information right now. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. If you you need a burger break, just let me know because I... (laughs) It's what it's like two something right now, so I understand that. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's not it's a dinner, it's a dinner, but he's just logistics. Uh, anyway, continue. I'm so burger, sorry. Burger, no, burger logistics are very important. <laughs> In a time like this. In a time like this. Um, yeah, I did. I told them I was like, listen, we're never gonna tell anyone about this, but I am. I'm an actor. I shot a commercial in quarantine, so I do have this other perspective mm. from the talent side of things that I can bring to it. Um, but it's weird, you know, we're all just trying to figure out 
how to work. Yeah. Um, And I think the thing that I found interesting was that for modeling and specifically is the hardest thing I've had to encounter because I did a socially distant photo shoot for one of my clients, which is a product, um, Mm -hmm. which doesn't require anyone to be in the room with the photographer because I could hand over all of the materials. Right. Uh, And then I shot this commercial where the, all I had to do where I could do everything myself in the sense of I'm hitting a button that says record and I'm changing where the camera is, but then it stays there. But then the issue with the modeling aspect and what I'm doing with my clothing client is I'm like, I have to have at least five models in the same room as a photographer. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not considering like makeup and the stylists and the people right. who need to make the clothes look good. Yeah. It's so, cause I've been, I've been thinking about that too, where I'm like, what do you do? Because I feel like I typically work I've done a lot of different kinds of stuff, but I've definitely had a lot of gigs where it's like a model, a photographer, no makeup, come with your own stuff. And we're just going to shoot like smaller brands, you know? So I've done a lot of that kind of work where it's very like low key, which I'm like, okay, I don't feel uncomfortable doing that. It's just you and me. I'm like over here, you're over there, whatever. But I think about like, I did a campaign for Girlfriend Collective. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I see you everywhere because I'm so, like, in their ad targeting. <laughs> I like, see me everywhere. I, so demo. I see you everywhere. Also, I love that brand. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I love them, too, which is great because I get to work with them, and they're awesome. Yeah. Um, but, you know, something like that where you're literally doing a campaign, which it sounds like is what you're trying to do for this client. It's mm-hmm. like multiple people, multiple, you know, multiple, you can't, yeah, it's like, especially if you're doing like photography and then who's the lighting person and who's gonna, you know, makeup, hair, blah, blah, blah. And even if you cut it down to bare bones, a makeup person who can also do hair and a photo person who can also do lighting, that's still two people. And then you still need the person who's like art directing to be there, call the shots. And then it's such a, like, I haven't, I've been thinking about that. I'm like, what is the future of modeling and how can I almost try to figure out like how to help? I don't know. In a, in an interesting, yeah, it's such a, I can't, have you figured out what you're going to do? No, absolutely not. Are you kidding? (laughs) (laughs) I will let you know when I do. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. I mean, you know, I haven't really, the only, I have also done fashion brand company modeling since mm-hmm. that's the only modeling I've done since quarantine. And it was just that she yeah. dropped off a bunch of clothes at my house. And then my friend who has a yard that we can stay outside, I gave her some money to yeah. you know, shoot me on my phone. Like that's yeah. kind of my only option. I mean, luckily I have a roommate now, but for the first six weeks of quarantine, my regular roommate was gone. And then she eventually was like, okay, I, I think I'm going to stay gone for a while. So I was like living here alone, basically, you know, I have, I don't have any sort of help. Although I did at the, at the very beginning of quarantine, I like set up my camera on a tripod and like all this like janky ass shit. And I took some really fancy nudes. Oh, that's nice. It was very yeah. productive. You know, I mean, take the take the energy from the nudes and bring it to the fashions, you know? I feel like... This is very sound <laughs> advice. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for ways to, to photograph my, myself too. Like, I don't know. I don't really, I don't actually have a real tripod, which is hilarious being like someone who went to film school. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I don't either. I think at the end of the day, I might have put it on a, like a stack of books. Yeah, it's like, it's, I'm wholly unprepared for like yeah. what to do with this, but, and it's this thing too, where part of me is because I'm so like anal about how I want things to look almost mm. that I'm like, I don't even know if I want like someone else to take my picture who like isn't a photographer. Right. Right. <laughs> like part of me is like, I mean, maybe I could ask my boyfriend to do it, which he has a good eye, but I'm also like, but also, well, I, and because not- you can like yell at him. Like a, like a friend that's doing you a favor is like, you, you know, you got to be a little bit polite. <laughs> right. I don't know. If, I feel like it's this thing where I don't want to like cause this where I'm like, no, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, you don't want him to be your Instagram boyfriend. <laughs> uh, no, it's funny because when we first started dating, he was like, yeah, totally down. I was like, don't sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't actually do that. How long have you been modeling? It's, it's crazy because I still, it's hard for me to like, I'm one of those people that's like, I'm not even a model. Like, <laughs> I mean, but you I, so are. I know everyone says that and it just doesn't feel like it because I don't work that much. I, I mean, know, I know it looks same. like I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's true. I guess. Same. Yeah. But I, um, I've, so my first job was with Big Bud Press. Right. And it happened because the photographer who works with them, Sarah, and I went to high school together. <laughs> cool. So that was like my lead in. Um, so if that counts as like my first modeling job, which I would think it does, that was totally. in, when was that? I think it was 2018. It was in February of 2018, I think, because I was a year out of college. And when I had first left college, I like worked nonstop, but then like quit all of my jobs because I hated them. And then I like was kind of unemployed and then like started working at Big Bud too, which was mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. So I think it was around that time. I think it was 2018. So I guess it's been around over two years now, which is crazy. Yeah. That's very Yeah. Weird. I mean, what... I mean, I guess I would love to know more about sort of like what your career path um, and your plans are as a creative person, because mostly I know you as a model and that's kind of it. Like, I don't know if that's the, if that's the main thing you're going for or. I've been having a very, it's been an interesting quarantine for me. Mm-hmm. It ha- I'm sure as it has been for everyone. Cause I've just been like reevaluating my whole life. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> I mean, now's the time. Now is the time. I, I'm so currently unemployed, um, but it's been in, so I, like I've said probably 5 million times already, I was a film student. I went to film school, graduated. I had been making films since I was like a freshman in high school. Yeah. Um, so that's what I really thought I was going to be doing. And then I went to college for it and was like, ah, this is hard um, and expensive. And you know, I just wasn't really feeling like it was my passion anymore. I know it's something that I'm good at, but I don't know if I feel like empowered to make film films. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of fell into modeling and I feel like I'm in this weird place where I like know I'm interested in a bunch of things, but I have like crazy imposter syndrome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I've been trying to figure out like how, like what I want to do next almost. Like it's this yeah. thing where I'm, I feel like, 
I have like boundless ideas, boundless things I want to try out, like impulse Aries, like crazy, like my brain wants to do 5 million things at once, but I never want to finish anything kind of, yeah, you know, um, thing. I don't know. It's, I, I honestly was nervous about this question because I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. Like I recently had a breakthrough with my therapist where I, I know that I'm known for modeling like in a, in a big, like more than I am known for being an artist or anything, but I think Mm -hmm. I'm, I definitely feel in my soul, like an artist and a creative first, but that's not what people are seeing from me. And I'm trying to bridge the gap, but it's like my, like, it's been hard for me to produce since leaving college, like any kind of artwork in any form. So photography things, I used to write a lot. I used to, you know, draw and just things like that. I used to make a lot of work and I feel like I've kind of been trying to learn how to build myself up again so I can figure out what creative path I want to take. Yeah. Because I know that it's like in me, like it's like impossible to not, to like live my whole life and not make creative work. Yeah. Or I haven't figured out what feels good um, because I feel like there almost was because I went to school for film. Like there's been this pressure of like, I have to do certain things and um, put on by me, my, to myself and other people to me and kind of like expectations. And so I almost like rejected any kind of art for a long time. So I could like figure out what I was feeling. And now I'm kind of in this weird thing where I'm like, I haven't made anything in so long. Am I actually an artist? Well, I find it interesting because our self-perception is never the same thing that other people see you know? And I feel like it actually just struck me now. Like I just remembered that the whole reason, because you and I have never met in person, but the whole reason that you and I even got in touch in the first place is because I sent you like a fangirl DM, like back in the day. Do you remember that? I sent you a DM that was like, I see you modeling everywhere. (laughs) And I just think you're like fantastic. (laughs) Do you remember that? because I feel like I was fangirling you like when you oh my god the podcast I was like really me I think it's because I think that the um dance squad that you're on is like so fabulous and I'm like oh everyone on there is cool and I'm not cool because I don't do that (laughs) no no I'm like the not cool person and the cool person the cool girl is (laughs) is trying to let us not forget (laughs) come to the cool table like I'm (laughs) Let us not forget that the whole reason you and I even like became internet friends is because I sent you like a fangirl DM. But I think why I like kept I kept seeing you and I kept like resonating with you and the things that you were posting is because um, I I think I had and I'm sure we can all relate to this of like this idea of what models were and. Mm then I started modeling. And then I, one of my best friends is Sydney Schaefer, who's on the dance squad with me, who I don't know if you've ever met in person, but, um, she is like hands down one of my creative favorite creative partners I've ever worked with. And I love spending time with her because I just think that, you know, she makes most of her money through modeling, but she just has this creative energy about her where she just like, you can't even put a, a, a word on what it is that she does or who she is. Right. And I think that modeling is 
in that. And so I've always right. like, I don't think I ever considered modeling as any form of creative expression until I met her. And then I started doing it on my own. And so I think that's why I really resonated with you and why I started sort of seeking out these other models is because it's these types of people where when I see them, I'm like, you're using modeling as this creative expression right. and it is this like creative art and you're making art with these photographs that you're taking and you know, all of these things. And so I feel like I know you as a model, but I also in that sense, like I have always resonated with you as a creator as well. Mm, that's honestly really affirming. Cause I've always felt that way. And I battle a lot with the perspective of modeling from other people and I feel like in my soul, I started modeling because the people I knew who were modeling before, like the people who kind of got me into the world were people who were creative and artists. And I knew that they weren't modeling just in this kind of like way that you view modeling when you're not a model, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, that kind of like, oh, they're just pretty and they just like, and they just pose. And it's like this totally like brainless, like I'm just here for my looks and blah, 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 you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, which is totally not true, but I think that's the way people view it. And I feel yeah. like I'm constantly battling between what it feels like for me to model and what, what modeling brings out in me and then the way I'm afraid it's perceived. And so I almost feel like I have to kind of push more of my like, no, I'm also a creative person to the, to the surface so that like people can see that I'm not just a model. Almost yeah. is what it feels like. I feel like I'm constantly trying to prove myself um, that I'm, I'm like more than just like, I'm, you know, I'm like this person that people think are pretty and they like want to put me in clothes and, you know, I sell their clothes for them. Like, but I feel like for me, when the act of modeling is so much about moving my body, like, and self-expression, and it's so little about like, even what I'm doing for the person I'm modeling for, it's like what I'm doing for myself. Like, oh, it's like this internal art process, you know? And, um... I really love that. And I've, I think what's been my kind of like mission, something that I'm wanting to start is to do self-portraiture, which is a way to engage with creativity and modeling. And I have been kind of doing it a little bit, but it's something that I really want to kind of dive in and, and like reopen my photography skills and, you know, creative film skills and also be able to do this thing of modeling and be be more like in charge of the creative process around it. Not yeah, just like yeah. have someone else create the landscape for me to put my body and creative spin on, but also be in charge of everything. Um, but yeah, it, it is. I mean, I, I think I've always felt like modeling is art, but then I am. And then I immediately am like, that's stupid. <laughs> no, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like, I just shut myself down. Like, I'm like, no one actually thinks that way. Like you're like, you could never validate that to someone else, you know? No, I mean, I think, I, I think that like a lot of people feel that way. And I also, yeah. because I agree, I love, I love to have a little bit more of like a hand in it. Like, I don't know if I would ever be satisfied where having a career where I don't get to, you know, do some sort of like creative activities right. within some of my photo shoots. But I also, right. there is also something really cool about just being able to work with brands that you really like. Like I'm yes. dying to work with Savage Fenty. Like that was so crazy. I'm dying to, just because like, I love that brand and I'm just like, yes, like I love what you stand for. I love what you're doing. Like I love everything about it and I want to be, I want to create for you. For so you, even, yeah. even in, even if that means that I'm like showing up to set and I'm a model only and I have like no 
fucking say in anything else. It's like, cool. I still love this partnership. Yeah. Yeah. But it is so fun when you get to that. I think that's been my favorite experiences is when, and this is, and these experiences have been kind of pushing me to where I'm at now where I'm like, Oh, let me start shooting myself and doing my own shoots is when I'm on set and they let me have creative say in any form. Like when I'm like, Oh, but what about like this? Like, yeah. let me try this pose or let's like shoot it from here. Or maybe I should be on this side because of the lighting or like this like piece of jewelry because of like this look and blah, blah, blah. Or even just um, when I shot with um, Penelope for a uh, fashion brand company, it was really fun. Cause I'd be like, can I do this? Like, can I try this? Like, I was like, can we shoot with the foot? <laughs> like, like, was she the one taking the pictures? She was. And oh, it was, yeah, she'll let you do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Which I love. I love when I'm working with brands that let me kind of be creative and, and like spontaneous. Um, was that, that was your, cool was, about the, was that your first time shooting with her? Yeah. And it was oh, super amazing. fun. I had a blast. It made me, it like totally reinvigorated like, my world a little bit because I've just been like at home and kind of spinning in my brain and to be able to actually like physically do something with my body and go somewhere yeah. and, like engage in that was really healing. Well, I'm um, glad she asked me a really long time ago for suggestions of other plus size models. And I gave her your name Aww. and I was like, you should really work with her because I think what's really great about her is that she has this sort of like, almost like this consistent cast of people that she works with and she branches mm -hmm. out every once in a while. But then once you establish a rapport with her, like you'll get to the place where she can just drop off close to you during quarantine and you can like shoot them however you want. You can do your makeup right. however you want. You can be like, you can do whatever you want. And so I think it's really nice for, I wish that more brands were like that. I wish there was um, more of a relationship. I love when yes. I have that relationship with a brand. I mean, I feel like this is my shoot with girlfriend was actually my second shoot. I worked with them last year too. And, um, because I've come back, I feel like there's like this really nice respect and like understanding for each other. Yeah. And I love that. I, I feel like it's not like modeling for me. Isn't just about like taking the photos and like producing the image it's about the relationships. It's about like uh -huh. this collaborative collective thing that you're doing with someone. And I love when a brand is like for it. Cause not yeah. every brand is for it. Some people are just like, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get this done. <laughs> totally. But, not everyone's yeah. like that. And then I also think that's like a big Hollywood trope is that, mm -hmm. you know, there's like the talent and then there's the crew and like they don't interact and blah, blah, right. blah. This and that when the reality is, is like everyone is there to do a job. Mm -hmm. and the jobs are different and everyone needs to like show up to set and do their jobs and like have right. the same level of respect and like not stay in their lane but it's like listen I'm you know whether whatever you think about me being a model or like doing this or whatever like ideas you have in your head about actors or whatever I'm here to do a job and get us home as soon as possible mm. like long right. days on set like just as much as I would be grumpy if like the sound person was like really fucking up and like not paying attention or like rolled up stoned it's like no I'm right. here I'm gonna like hit my mark every time whatever it is that right. you're telling me like I'm not gonna like try and like pave my way there I'm gonna try and give you what you want on the first take so that we can all get, right. go the fuck home you know right. like I we're know. all doing a job right I love yeah. the power through I love showing up to set and getting done early and oh. you're like, I'm going to get paid the same amount. Yes. <laughs> like my cut is the same, even though we only took four hours instead of eight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. And I mean, I'm also, I mean, if we're talking astrology, I'm a Capricorn moon. And so it's like, oh. I 
love a job well done. I love to show up and be like, I just overachieved. I just went above and beyond. I did it. I did my job. And now we can all go home early and celebrate. And, you know. I'm honestly so jealous of Capricorns because they have like a worth work ethic that I just like can't relate. What's I have your- earth my chart. <laughs> yeah, what's your have- chart? What's your, what's your deal? So I. Aries son. Aries son. Born on the same day as Diana Ross, which I think is important. <laughs> Very. No. Yes. I honestly feel like I am her child that she didn't know she had. Mm-hmm. When, when Tracy Alice Ross is like, happy birthday, mom, I'm like, also me. You know, <laughs> it's great. But I've got the airy sun. And then my moon is in cancer. Oh. Which the water fire combo is... Chaos. yeah you're like a sensitive <laughs> you're just, yeah. yeah like a, like I'm gonna like scream cry you know yes. like I'm gonna Aries and Cancer it at the same time yeah um but then my rising is in Libra oh interesting everything about like my need to be presentable all the time like yeah <laughs> that, that Libra but there's no the only earth I have in my chart is my Venus which is hilarious yeah yeah. I'm like everything else is chaotic and moving around like no no like like stable anything and then it's like yeah I'm gonna be in this relationship for the rest of my life I'm not yeah. moving this is it yeah. <laughs> like that's the one stable thing which is funny because I feel like it's always different for other people where they're like like I don't know I have friends who are like earth everything and then they've got like a fire like <laughs> Venus sign and they're like oh yeah this no, my a- my yeah. breakdown is crazy. I'm a Leo sun, a Scorpio rising, uh, and a Capricorn moon. Ooh. I'm just like, not. I'm a pure psycho that is always correct and will get the fucking job done. And don't Man. come at me. Like, that is like you, totally my chart. That's so, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, I just feel like I'm... <sighs> I'm so emotional and so obsessed with myself and so yes. like oh. it's it's like <laughs> it's like I'm obsessed with myself and then like sad about it like I'm just yeah. like oh, like why do I have all these feelings about oh me? my god but isn't it so fun <laughs> to be like purely and truly obsessed with yourself it's so fun I love when I feel that way and it and yeah. it's like I've I went through a rough year um prior to like meeting my current partner it was like being in like a really chaotic relationship that was like super codependent. And then after then I like was totally like manic, like leaving that relationship. And like, it was this thing where it was like, I'm, I'm super manic. And then I went to a psychiatrist. Are those the ones who give you the pills? Okay. Then it was a psychologist. The ones who like diagnose. Okay. And then like, because I thought I had ADHD, which I've always thought I did, but I don't. I found mm-hmm. out. I just, like, I don't know, probably am an Aries with, like, yeah. no earth signs. Like, I don't know. Just, like, yeah, all over nothing to ground you. Yeah. Yeah. But it was crazy because then she, like, kind of halfway was, like, you're kind of bipolar maybe. Ugh. But then, like, didn't really give me any grounding for that, which it was, like, super chaotic. And then I was, like, what is, like, I was, like, I'm a totally fucked up person. Not that having bipolar, like, you know, it's no, like but that's also like, whatever. but she just kind of like dropped this not the way to me, and it's like <laughs> weird, like no concrete. And so it was like after this relationship and having all of this stuff happen, it was like I was so tanked, like totally. I was so like 
I totally don't know how I feel about myself. And it's been really great because I feel like I'm spending so much time alone right now. My boyfriend has a job. So even though we're quarantining together, like he's not home that much because mm-hmm. um, he works in food service. So he's still out and about. Um, well, at his job, not out and about anyway. Sure, sure, um, sure. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm just like at home by myself. And it's been this like, really great opportunity to reconnect with myself. And I've just been really trying to get back to that point where I'm like, cause when I was like really single, single, like before being in any relationship, I was very like, Oh, like I'm the baddest bitch there is not, you know, again, I'm like, feel this desire to be like, but not in a conceited way. No, no, no. You can just, <laughs> you know, anytime you have an ins- look at where you are. Right. <laughs> but I I had this like blaming love for myself it was crazy and I got in this like chaotic relationship and it kind of like ruined everything not I mean wouldn't I wouldn't say ruined everything but it showed me I had a lot more to work through than I thought I did right so I'm in this rebuilding process and I'm feeling like I don't know doing my makeup today was such a like testament to like self-love so that was nice like I puppy sorry I didn't mean to distract he's just okay say hi (laughs) hello i wish my cat would come inside and we can do a pet show off oh i know he's he's cute he he loves his little he loves his mommy time oh okay go under the bed (laughs) but i'll still (laughs) leave now um but yeah so it's like i i'm like trying to get back there because i loved feeling that way like yeah i love when i feel that way when i wake up i feel like that's that is what taking a great selfie feels like to me yes like oh who is she Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. It's amazing. Like I have, I have friends because it's, it is like comical how obsessed with myself I am. Like I will, I I will totally admit that, but it's like, it's entirely genuine. It's not a character. It's so real and it just is who I am. And it's just like beneficial that it's also funny and entertaining but it's like not a character it's totally real and it feels incredible and I feel like we live through stuff we live in such like a self-deprecating like time you know especially like I'm friends with a lot of comedians I did a lot of comedy for a long time like we all love to shit on ourselves and don't get me wrong I do too but I had a friend of mine who definitely suffers from a lot of like anxiety and his brand is a little bit more like um oh like I hate myself kind of thing right we there was like he always likes to comment when I'm having my moments of like being obsessed with myself and I think I said one time I was like you should try it it's like amazing to be me it's it's so fun and he was like I don't want to be you <laughs> and I was like, like okay well you're lost I don't you're know lost. Say. it's yeah. really fun to be me it's so fun it's like so, <laughs> so fun to really push past a lot of your insecurities and like truly believe in yourself. I promise. My my therapist always comments on the fact that like, I am so both like, I'm so self-deprecating and so like obsessed. I'm like, it's weird because I think I'm the best person in the world and the worst person in the world simultaneously always. Yes. I I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to navigate these feelings. But you know what? I, I just feel like whenever I have those thoughts, I just label it as like, it's not me. It's my anxiety. It's my depression. It's those things. Oh my God. I haven't taken my antidepressants in like three days. Okay. I will take these. You know, me thinking, wondering, I just got on meds. 
Oh, did you? This was my quarantine, like, new thing. Oh, my gosh, amazing. How do you feel? Well, the fact that I want to make art again is crazy. Because I really was like, I mean, I think part of the biggest part of me and the walls that I was dealing with after during college, but then definitely after college, because I didn't, I, no one was asking me to make art anymore. And like, why I wasn't making anything. It was totally anxiety. Like I have yeah. anxiety up, up, up the walls. Yeah. And I'm, it's this thing where like, I'm really good at talking. Like I can talk, I can explain how I'm feeling all the time. And because I feel like I have this really great perspective on it and understanding that it is an anxiety, I was kind of like, I don't need meds. Like I can navigate through right. because I am so self-aware. And then it got to the point where I, during, during this, uh, during, you know, everything going on with Corona, I had a Corona birthday because right. Aries. Yeah. Aries, Aries folks. was the beginning. Good. And it was awful. And I was just so depressed and anxious to the point of being like suicidal, which I hadn't mm -hmm. been in probably years. Like back in high school was the last time I felt that bad. And I was like, okay, whoop, I, something's wrong, you know, kind totally. of thing. Um, like something's like really, really wrong. And they've been great. It's been probably a month and a half now. So they're definitely in my system at this point. And I've been seeing the differences. Like, my ability to just, you know, because it's not like I've stopped having creative ideas or having desires. I just was unable to even start in any way or think outside of like, okay, what would be the first step to accomplishing anything? And the fact that I even have like these plans, like I haven't really done anything yet, but the fact that I even have like the calmness in my mind to like have a plan. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm a huge, I'm a huge proponent of SSRIs. I'm a huge proponent of just like doing whatever you need, whatever you need to do and right. like not worrying about what it like means or what you think. For me, that's exactly like having, a, hearing other people describe it this way is what got me on them. And then it's also the feeling that I experience that now I tell my friends about it. Of course, I'm not going to like encourage everyone to get on meds, right. but don't be, don't think of it as this really scary thing because the thing that it did for me was level me out enough so, right. that, I, so that I feel motivated to like do the work that I need to do because right. it's like not going to solve like my deep seated childhood issues or like whatever it is that I'm right. through. Like it won't do that, but it will at least make me feel like, okay, I can get out of bed and like tackle this and talk to my therapist and mm -hmm. show up to my therapy appointments and like do my journaling and do my writing and things like that. I think that, um, I was afraid because the thing is too, it's just like finding a therapist, just like doing any kind of thing. It, it can take some, like, it can take a learning curve, you know, a thousand percent. You're, you're on like the wrong stuff and whatever. And I've known people who have gotten on meds and were like total zombies or like mm -hmm. it just made them really numb. And I was afraid that was going to happen to me. Um, and that was kind of what took me. And I also didn't know that meds existed for just anxiety. Like oh, yeah. I've always felt mm -hmm. like, I, anxiety was my biggest problem and like depression comes, like I get depressed because of my anxiety. So if I can like, I didn't know anxiety meds existed and I had a friend openly talk about their meds for anxiety. And I was like, I didn't even know there were meds for <laughs> antidepressants. So then I talked to my therapist about it. And, um, you know, the way my boyfriend describes it is it's like, it's being in the driver's seat. Like yes. it's, it's like, I'm not sitting in the back of the car anymore. 
and like kind of out of control and I'm aware of everything. It's like, I'm, at, I'm like, you know, I'm still in the car. Like I, the car has not yeah. disappeared, but now I'm like driving it. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Totally. I am aware of like what's going on. And I, can, I have some control over like how I navigate the situation now. It's not just like this thing that's, yeah. you know, controlling me. So it's been really lovely, honestly. Yeah, I feel like I try to be as open of a book as possible when it comes to like all of my mental health stuff. Like, listen, you, I don't have to, we don't even have to know each other. Like, I'll tell you exactly like what I'm on, how many milligrams every day, like, <laughs> but whatever it is, like, how often do I see my therapist? Like when in my life did I go on these other meds that I'm not on anymore? Like right. my, my like microdosing of the mushrooms, things like that. Like I will tell anyone anything because it's just like, you really, I mean, you just don't know if you don't know. So like I said, I didn't know anxiety meds existed. You know, right. I, like and me finding out that they even existed was like, oh, I didn't even know that this was a thing. Yeah. You know, exactly. which is like saying a lot for how little education there is. I mean, I, because uh, I, I'm so self-conscious of how frequently I've said my boyfriend in this podcast. Oh, oh my God. Like, like, he's like my only person I hang out with right now. So like. You don't need to be self-conscious. Um, but my boyfriend <laughs> um I was about to say something oh my gosh it was oh he doesn't anymore but he's like experienced with or has had experience with microdosing shrooms and it was this mm -hmm. thing where I was like I didn't you know my stigma about taking drugs because I'm really like me and drugs don't really mix well but I also was like kind of at the beginning of my, like, I definitely have a problem with anxiety more than I realized right now, like, what's something I can do? I, I like, never had had someone talk to me about mushrooms in a way that was, like, not about, like, yeah, I get fucked up and, like, I'm gonna be on this yeah. crazy trip. It's, like, when I really was doing research, I was, like, oh, this could be, like, a very healing experience. Totally. You know? And I didn't totally. know that, again, like, it's, like, no one really talks about it. It's totally stigmatized. And, um, yeah, so even that, like, that's something that I think probably within the next year, I would love to just like, see what that's like, like, yeah. just like, I don't know. I, yeah. I feel like it, people have said that it can be really healing and totally. I'm like, I'm real, I'm a real open person. You can kind of ask me anything. I'll try most things, but I also am very like decisive. Like I know what I like and I don't like, and I really <laughs> don't give a shit about anyone else's opinion on truly anything. And like, I also don't feel the need to explain myself on like, like I'm, so, I'm like the anti peer pressure. I'm like, you can throw any peer pressure on me. Like i truly don't care it won't uh, even it like won't even rattle me I'm just like no nah, I don't want to do this I'm not gonna do it like I don't care um I love oh that. my god where was my I had a point I, I had a point that I was making with that oh yeah but then the same thing goes with like um I will try most things when it comes to like mental health and just having new experiences and things like that. But also like if something's not for me, like it's just not going to be for me and I don't need, I don't need to try heroin to know that it's not for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm you know? good. Right. It would be a real wild turn of events if I somehow <laughs> encountered anyone on this earth that would try and convince me to do heroin because that's like not the company that I keep. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> but if it ever happened, you know that you're, you're, you're not interested. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, right. and I mean, that's such an extreme example, but it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, 
I don't need to try this. I know that I'm not going to like it. (laughs) I honestly wish that I had, I feel like I'm not necessarily easy. Mm, I feel like as I get older, I get more assured of my, with myself and like what I want, what I don't want, what I like, what I don't like. But like from the beginning of like smoking marijuana, like it just was not for me. I don't think I've ever really just like in, like fully enjoyed myself while high. Um, and I just continued to do it anyway, because like the boys I was hooking up with were like, you want to smoke? And I, was, uh, I don't know how hell, to smoke Old <laughs> as time. Oh my God. I, was book. I could write a book on all the dumb shit that I did because like some boy that I was like dating or hooking up with or into was like, God. This. now granted it's been like years since I've been in that situation because again, I'm at the point in my life where I'm just like, I don't care at all. Like I truly I'm don't care. Oh my God. There's, there is like no, especially no like man that I'm like digmatized by on this earth that could ever get me to do something that I don't want to do. I needed to meet you when I was like 18 years old. uh, I needed you so bad. I needed to meet me when I was 18 years old. (laughs) I literally have always wanted to go down memory lane of all the boys I've had sex with because the stories are truly hilarious. I have like a document. Well, I guess I don't have it anymore because my hard drive crashed, but I used to have a document where I like wrote like a paragraph about each one. Uh, I have all uh, the names. I have all the names, but I haven't written. I mean, I s- my number's not that high. Like, I could definitely s- still do that if I wanted to. But it's like, yeah, yeah I, f- I feel like I something that I've been feeling during this quarantine is that because it's, again, it's been like a little over a year that I have not been desiring a relationship. Mm-hmm. But I had this moment the other day where I was like, wow, I really, truly am giving myself everything I need. Like Mm. there, I'm giving it all to me, honey. And so I just really don't feel like I need, I don't need anything from a man. And I have moments where I'm like, yes, finding a relationship would be cool. And like having all of those, like, I do want to get married. I do want to have kids, but just like in this moment, I'm just like very chill with, with myself. And, and it really truly does feel like I'm giving myself a hundred percent of what I need and anything else would just be an additive. And I feel like I've maybe the past year been sitting at like 85% and Mm. now I'm like at a hundred percent and you know, men are useless. (laughs) Like that's not a blanket statement, but obviously where I'm sitting at from my, from my driver's seat right now, if I'm giving myself everything I need and we're in the middle of a quarantine and it's like you said, where it's like, I'm surrounded by women who are incredible and men who are trash. I'm just like, y'all are useless. It's true. I mean, I love that my boyfriend is very much on the same plane as me. He's like, yeah, no, but like men are useless. And I'm like, thank you. (laughs) I got a a lot of guy friends that are like that. And it's like, I'm just going to have to end up with a guy who has that same perspective. Right. I couldn't, I couldn't be with anyone else to be honest, but it's one of those things where I, what was great about when I met, I'm just, his name's Matt. Just because mm-hmm. I want to stop saying my boyfriend. Sure. <laughs> when I met him, it was very like, I was at this place where I was like, you know, I could take it or leave it. And I love that I still have that sentiment. I'm like, you know, as long as we're having a good time, then that's what matters. Like, I yeah. just, I'm not in this des- desperate position anymore or I'm where I feel like a person is going to complete anything for me. Like I know that all of that 
is all to do with myself. And like everything that I gain from being in this relationship is just the cherry on top, you know, like all of my work is, has to be done by me. Like anything that I need has to be provided to me by me, you know? Yeah. And like, having a person around to like share that journey with is really cool, but like completely unnecessary, you know, like, I I feel like I could do it alone as well. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm in a very interesting place right now where, um, I have like a really strong connection with like the universe or my higher power, whatever you want to call it. Oh, hi, Rue. Um, he's like licking my toes right now. (laughs) Um, but I, I, really want to get married and have children and I would I'm gonna be 29 in August so I we're like on that kind of clock where it's like yeah within like yeah I mean probably gonna want to start doing that soon so it's like interesting timing that I feel so like uninterested in dating right now Um, but I don't know. There's this part of me that feels like the universe is maybe like, Hey, that person is coming in like a year, in like a year or two. So why don't you just fucking enjoy yourself right now? Right. As opposed to feeling like it's like, I have to like be in some, you know, I have to be out there like looking for the guy. If I want to start having babies in the next few years that like, I have to be out there like on a mission, finding the guy. Right. Now it's, I feel like it's sort of maybe the universe kind of just saying like, you know what? We'll hand him to you when you're ready. Right. And in the meantime, this like is your last, like might be your last chance to be like truly alone. Truly alone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because once you get married and have babies. Oh, you're never alone. Because <laughs> I, I, mean, like, I, I don't have like a number in mind, but in my like perfect idea of what my life is like, like I'm going to be like somewhere in between pregnant and having a small child, like for like 10 years, like just <laughs> keep it rolling. Pumping them out. Yeah. I don't even know if I want one child. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, that's, I don't need to know that. I no. just turned 24. <laughs> oh my God. That. Yeah. You also, um, you're going to have so many like hormonal changes in between now and then <laughs> that are going to like feed into that too. I, I honestly, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure I'll get baby fever at some point. I totally. have it sometimes because I love babies. But I'm also like, do I want my body to be doing all that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's not for everyone. I do. I want to be like a full-on baby factory for a few years. Oh, what? Okay, you know what? Can I just like hire you to have? <laughs> I know. I'm like, who wants to do it for me? Because I don't is, know if I'm down. <laughs> this is what I always say because I'm like dying to be pregnant. Is that I can I can just like feel it in my bones that every time I'm pregnant. I'm going to turn into like a goblin. Like it's not going to agree with my body. I'm going to look worse than I've less attractive, more monstrous, like worse than I've ever looked. And yet I'm going to be so confident. Like it's going to be who I am now on crack. Like I'm going to be like every time I get pregnant, it's just going to be like this. Like I'm just going to be, I'm going to turn into like an insane monster. And I don't have any reasoning for why I feel that way. It's just like, I know this. I, I mean, if you know it, then you know it. I know it. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, I mean there's nothing wrong with that. That's, I can't, that's, I can't even tell you how, I can't even tell you how I feel like when I like my, like managing my herb garden and having them grow, I'm like, I am motherfucking nature. She is. I me. did that. 
<laughs> and like all I did was buy like little seedlings from Home Depot and like put them in and a like pot. put water in them <laughs> once a week and you're like and I'm I literally every day when I check and I like water and I see how it's going I'm just like wow wow I did that <laughs> I, I did, did that, that one honestly yeah if I had a kid I'd be like Whew. oh my god Congratulations. My, my stomach is gonna be like truly like out to my next door neighbor's house like so I'll be so big and like so fucking ugly and like all this stuff I'll just be like yeah are you creating life because I am <laughs> what are you doing what are you what have you done oh absolutely fucking nothing, Literally right. nothing. that's what I thought oh my gosh I love that I wow I hope we know each other in that time. oh yeah because that's really inspiring oh I'm gonna be a disaster Truly, like no one will want to hang out with me. They'll be like, "Oh my God, Hannah's just gonna talk about how amazing it is, and she's pregnant again." Like, good for her. Oh God, again, <laughs> pregnant again. <laughs> Man, yeah. I oh my gosh, I forgot what I was about to say to all of that. My brain disappeared. It just got up and walked away. Um. Well, that's okay because we're you know we're like. And towards the time that we should wrap up but I do want to just because I like never stay on topic during this podcast um oh yeah where do you feel like you get your confidence from oh wow and of course you asked me this right when I got like a big chunk of something in my eye I'm like wearing 5,000 layers of mascara okay you know what I don't need to see to talk um oh. <laughs> um where do I get my confidence you know, I think that it's been a it's been a journey. Um because I'm not always confident, but I think that I do know that it's in there most of the time and I think yeah. that that's always true. Um I think that I feel the most confident when I'm like doing something that makes me feel like myself. And the more I'm able to do those things and the more I seek those things out, the better I feel about myself. Um, I think that it's just been like learning positive self-talk. It's pain. It's like a painful journey, you know, trying to get there. Um, it's difficult because you also often don't want to say nice things to yourself, mm -hmm. but learning how to kind of flip my brain from like talking complete garbage to myself all the time to at least learning to like stop the garbage, even if I can't say nice things at first, but being able to be like, Oh, let's just not do that right now. <laughs> right. right. Um, and learning how to be curious of where those thoughts come from has been really helpful. Um, but yeah, I think just like leaning into the things that make me feel like me. I, it's fun. It, oh, I did want to ask you about your kind of like manifesting like spirituality practice. Cause that's oh, something yeah. that, that I was really like before I had kind of like my big, um, like self-confidence tank post relationship and all of that. Um, I was really deep into like manifestation practices and I've been feeling like those phrases and the things that I was telling myself at that time are like right behind like a wall and they're dying totally. to come out. And I know that once I crack kind of that wall open and I let myself like lean into that practice again, I'm going to be like on fire, you yeah. know? 
but it's been hard because I'm feeling like I'm feeling like I did when I first wanted to engage with that kind of work where I'm like, this is a little silly. Like people aren't going to really understand what it is that I'm trying to do. Um, or like I, you know, I have a wall up against like leaning in because it's, it's like this ephemeral thing that like doesn't really exist. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I know it to exist like in my body and I know that there's a calling towards like feeling that energy and like, you know, leaning in as I've been saying, but it's like, it's like, I'm so stuck. I'm feeling it. Like, I'm feeling like I'm so close to my purpose right now. Yeah. That's like, that was the breakthrough. I know that I just changed the subject and you were like, we have to hang up. And I was like, okay, here's like a million things I want to talk about. But I had this crazy breakthrough in therapy. Yeah. And it's like this past week and it speaks to kind of what we've been talking about, like my creative journey and all of this is that like, I have been skirting around my purpose for years, Mm -hmm. I feel like, and I haven't been fully able to lean into it because of fear. Um, And I feel like I'm like, I'm like so close close. right now that if I just could break through some of the like insecurities and the self doubt and any of that, like I could be, I've always felt this way, but it's feeling so prominent right now because I'm just at home. Like I'm just like, I'm just ripe for like opportunity and growth a little bit. And honestly, it's like, I feel like when I feel those feelings, those things make me feel confident because it's like, God, like I'm just, there's something bubbling. I've always felt like there's, there's, I've always felt like there's something special about me and I know it. And it's just like about letting myself do it. Totally. Totally. And maybe it's because I was raised by people who told me that I could do anything, which is great. Mm -hmm. Not that, you know, my childhood was without its problems, but I was blessed to have a really amazing family instead of parents that really believed in me. And maybe that's like what has helped me become confident because I was taught to be confident in myself and my ideas from a young age. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out because I think that I'm, I'm like maybe like 75% there. And I know that like once I kind of break through these walls, I'm going to be like, Oh, Morgan in 2020 didn't even know confidence. (laughs) Yeah. Like yeah. Morgan in 2023 is on fire, you know? I feel you. Yeah. My, I mean, so my, I like owe everything to my spiritual journey, which mm. I mean, shoot me for saying that, but it's true. Like, I um, believe that. Yeah, yeah I do. I, I mean, when I was like deep in the practice, like I was really like making some stuff happen, you know, yeah. in my life. Yeah. Didn't even know how, but and you know, I'm, like happening. Yeah. Totally. And I feel very powerful right now at this phase of my life. I've had a very abundant quarantine, which is like an insane thing to say. Um, but I, my spiritual journey started when, I mean, I'm in a 12 step program. And so okay. you just don't have, you don't have an option to not go on one. And because you have, you have to identify a higher power of some sort. And I've never been like a full, cause you can be an atheist and still like have a higher power that you use for program, but I've never been like an atheist. And so I knew that it was going to be some sort of spiritual journey. And so my spirituality is like, if anything, the greatest thing that's come out of my 12 step program outside of my sobriety. But, um, so it has been years of sort of trying to figure out like, 
who, who is my higher power and you know, what's their deal and how do they communicate with me? And I feel like it's been unfolding over Mm -hmm. years, like me establishing that relationship with them. And so I think it's a, a combination where, you know, there's a lot of stuff in program where we give things over to our higher power. And there's like, like even the third step prayer, which I say to myself a hundred times a day, because it's just like my favorite little mantra is all about like, I offer myself to be like, that's even a phrase from it. Like you're constantly like giving yourself over. And I think when things really clicked for me was that like, when I realized that by doing that, I was not I mean, I am like powerless or whatever, but I'm not, I'm in a collaboration with my higher power that like, where they just have a better vantage point than I do. And I say they, because my higher power is like, I call them my board of directors. It's like a collection of spirits, essentially. They have a better vantage point than I do. And they are not like bog, like at the end of the day, it's just like this collection of souls that know me from past lives and like the other side that Mm. didn't come through on this lifetime. And so like in my net, like I have served as one in other lifetimes for other people. And I, they have like, you know, it's sort of this like collaboration Mm. or this collective. And so it's like when I'm in this body in this life, I just don't have the like 360 view that they have. And so once I sort of shifted into like, okay, I'm having this collaboration with them, it felt like a partnership and it felt like it, it just like really clicked for me. And, you know, I do a lot of like manifestation work, despite the fact that I hate that word. Um, I really hate, I really hate that word just because it's like common, like manifestation practices are so. Is there a person that you, um, that you fall? I know that I've like, I've leaned in. I first got started on manifestation with, uh, to be magnetic. Yeah. With Lacey Phillips. And like, I, that is, I think is a lot of people's introduction into like manifestation work. And it's definitely an introduction into my work. I will say Mm -hmm. like, a lot of that stuff really bothers me because I just Mm -hmm. do not believe that Lacey or her like people really do what they should. They don't do justice when it comes to acknowledging that a lot of their work is like riddled with white privilege and they just don't like, they just don't acknowledge it properly and they should. And I just, I will not, and I cannot like get behind any sort of manifestation practice that treats us all like we're equal as far as Mm -hmm. our like earthly circumstances. Cause we're fucking not. Mm -hmm. And certainly not going to like subscribe to this like white woman telling a bunch of people to like, just, you know, touch like to, to do all of this spiritual work when it's just really lacking it's lacking social consciousness in a way that I struggle with. So that's why I think I like really struggle with that word. Um, but it, it does describe like a lot of the things that I do, which is like me working with my higher power energetically to try and make things happen for me where it's like, I, there's a certain amount of like grounded actual activity that I can do to try and book a commercial. But there's this other side of it where 
I, I, there's like spiritual work that I want to do and energetic work with like me and my higher power to let something like that come through. And it also like ties in, I'm a big believer in like quantum physics and theories of the multiverse and like different realities existing at once. And so there's like a little spirituality, a little science like dashed in my weird little recipe. Um, but I, I think that the way I see my higher power is that like the, the spiritual practices that I really like are um, astrology and tarot and mm-hmm. meditation. And it's because I'm so stubborn that like I need to like understand what they're saying to me. I'm like, y'all got to speak louder. Okay. You got to speak clearer. You got to tell me exactly what it is, which is like me and like my earthly self. I think sometimes being like, you owe me an explanation a little bit, but I think that's why I gravitate because it's like when I have a physical card, I feel like I'm really connected to my like higher power, but then I have a physical thing right there where it's like, I can understand what they're trying to say to me. And then same thing with like chart readings and things like that. Like I just really feel I need to get it. I think I feel similar. Yeah. 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 And sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to say like, it's been this, um, I don't think I, I feel like I have this grasp on like how I am supposed to interact with like my spirituality. Like it's like, I know it's part of me and I feel like I hear a lot of people, like a lot of people that I care for have told me their practices and I've tried different things. And I feel like it's been difficult to find what works for me and what feels the most connected. Yeah. Um, but I do really love tarot for the reason that like I can read it and I'm like understanding what yes. you are saying, you know, I've, I've tried like crystals and I feel like they're so ephemeral that like, mm-hmm. it's like, I just don't feel like I'm understanding what's happening. Yeah. I, I like, think they're very, on, but they're like, it's like, I'm like, I don't think this is really like helping me get anywhere. Yeah, they're cool and they're and they're nice, but I just feel like they have the meaning that I assign to them. And so sometimes right. I assign to them the meaning that like the spiritual internet says they have and like sometimes they don't mean anything. Like whatever, right. you know? But really I think it's it's for me it's just about like making the lines of communication between me and my higher power like super clear and super open. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other, so the third step prayer, if anyone wants to look it up, um, is just like any 12, st- 12 step program, like AA, whatever third step prayer. I say that to myself a lot every day. And then I also, um, am constantly saying, give me what I need and not what I want. Um, and I'm always, always, always just trying to come from that perspective where it's like, I'm, asking my higher power to communicate with me and let me, let me in on like the greater plan, but then also Mm -hmm. like give me what I need and not what I want. And so just remembering that in moments where it feels like I'm definitely not getting what I want, that that's not what I'm fucking asking for. As much as I might want it, I am asking for what I need and not what I want. And so in those moments where I get really frustrated and it feels like my higher power is not there for me or I'm not getting what I want, just remembering that it's like, that's not what I'm fucking asking for. And this is a collaboration and they don't hold the purse strings entirely. Like it's a collaboration and I am asking them for what I need and not what I want. And so I get what I get and I don't get upset, you know? We'll, we'll dive back in. Um, All right, cool. Yeah, we just took a 15, okay, we're recording now. We just took a 15-minute break because my technology died and then we needed to gossip. <laughs> yes, gossiping had to happen. <laughs> it was a really important 15-minute gossip sesh, you know. Sometimes you just can't put things 
out there, I which I struggle not- with. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Um, I, I have a big mouth. I do too. And I, um, <laughs> I've been going up. Well, okay. So last weekend was the first, um, weekend that Angeles National Forest was opened back up. And so mm-hmm. I went on like a crazy 12 mile, like 12 mile hike where I was out of service for like nine hours because oh, I love that. the hike itself was like seven hours. And then the drive on either way, you're like not really in service for most of the time. And so naturally mm-hmm. when I got back, I had like 30 something text messages. Um, and one of them was from my dad that just said, I started listening to your podcast. <laughs> That's scary. Oh no. Oh, no. And, <laughs> and I, went, I was like, Oh, and my friend that went hiking with me was like, what? And I was like, I just got the text message that nobody wants to get. <laughs> but my mom listens. My dad listens now. Listen, you can't put anything out in the world and then expect your parents to not listen. Not, like, no. You know, I've known, I've known that going into it and it's never bothered me. And I have a feeling it's going to bother my dad before it bothers me. And then he'll just stop. And you can just go, Hey, you can stop listening. Yeah. No, my mom, I was on the phone with my mom and I was like, uh, my dad was in the background talking about how he was like, you know, a new fan. And I was saying how it's like weird that he's listening, but whatever. And I was like, oh, well, you know, strap in to hear a lot about my sex life and how often I do mushrooms. Yeah. I was like, you know, that's your choice, dad. Then sign up, you know? know. I know, but yeah, I have a big mouth, but whatever. I mean, you know, who cares? It's not like, I mean, it's not like I have like thousands of listeners on this podcast. Not yet. It's really fine. Not yet. (laughs) Um, but, you know, but you do know at least one of those listeners is your dad. So that's incredible. And another one is my mom, which you is know? great. My two biggest fans. <laughs> you know, little you cuties. You know, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> um, but we got cut off in the middle of our, like, amazing spiritual really? conversation. I know. Um, it's like a full, deep conversation about I know. life's biggest questions. But, I mean, I feel like, if anything, I have certain – my, like, bottom line is that I have certain tools that really help me. Um, I, right. do, I do these meditations that are anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour every morning. Okay. Um, which is like such overkill, but they're very easy to do because you're like going through a series of steps in your mind, which is the only reason why I feel like I could actually be the person that is meditating for that long every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, meditation and 12 step programs and just like kind of trying to remind myself that I, I personally feel that I'm like a spiritual being and mm-hmm. that, you know, the spiritual part of me, my little soul that's inside is the part of me that's the most important. Um, yeah. And, and that I think that there's something really, there is something about a lot of the manifestation rhetoric out there that I think is really valid and you can totally be like energetically blocking yourself from receiving things. I think that's, I think that's so true, but I just, I won't subscribe to anything that doesn't acknowledge the fact that we all live under different circumstances. I won't yeah. subscribe to anything that engages in a lot of spiritual bypassing. And I won't subscribe to anything that has any sort of feeling like if you're not getting the things that you want, like you could be doing better, you know, like you could mm-hmm. be doing better at like opening yourself up. Or you could be doing better at like this and that or anything where like someone could be like, oh, I just feel like I manifested this terrible thing that happened to me. And it's like, fuck you. Like, 
you're not you're not like i don't believe in a higher power that's like punishing me yeah period. i don't believe that either i i feel like my higher power is like all of the good things and like is always rooting for me and is always yeah. trying to create like a bountiful life and i just have to let it happen exactly find my way there yeah yeah and everything that happens that isn't so good is just a part of the journey totally you know? yeah the times that i went through where things were really painful and i wasn't getting what i wanted and things like that it's like a part debilitating to go through it while it was happening but right. now that i'm on the other side of it totally part of the journey totally part of the journey i'm trying yeah. to learn that too i think that's i feel like i'm constantly at war with myself because it's like I have this idea that I should have been doing certain things sooner or I should be at a certain point right now. But like focusing on that is literally just creating a longer time frame in which I'm not doing things and making it a thousand times harder for me to do yeah. the things that I'm mad at myself for not having done. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm not going to like... I, I'm not going to punish myself. I don't believe in a higher power that's going to punish me. I'm not going to punish me. We live in, yeah. we live in like a pretty cruel bitch of a world that will yeah. certainly guarantee that I'm not going to get everything that I want, like, and will quote unquote, like punish me in certain ways. So I don't, right. I don't need to do that to myself. You don't need to add, add to that. Oh, uh, oh my God. Totally. You're yeah. like, I got enough of that on my own. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, okay. Where can the people find you? Oh, where can the people find me? I honestly hate social media, though I live on it, you know? So I do the bare minimum. I'm just on Instagram. That's yeah. all where I'm at right now. It's What's your at, handle? At Morgan Lily, L-I-L-Y. Not to be confused by the child actress by the exact same name. <laughs> My favorite thing. She tried, She's like contacting me a couple times about getting that handle, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no oh my god do not sell your unless hands. you have so much money and even then no like mm. no no anyway <laughs> so at morgan lily maybe someday i'll have other things to be found on but for now that is where i live yeah. and thrive i don't have the energy to keep up with more than one social media account to be honest oh god no i I, I people were like and on my YouTube yeah. and then also on my Twitter and then I'm like oh I don't have the time oh my god I hate Twitter I deleted my Twitter years ago oh I know and I feel like it's so popular and that's like where things happen and I just like refuse no I have Google it'll tell me what happens on Twitter or like a podcast or like yeah someone else will tell me what happened yeah I don't I don't need it I don't need Twitter. Someone it's, told me once that yeah. being on Twitter is like strapping yourself to a log and jumping into a river of stupid. It's kind of what, it's just like never, it's like, const, it's so constant. Yeah. Like Instagram is already like a chaotic way to navigate. And then tw Twitter is like that, like on speed. It's yeah, like. Totally. Yeah. Um, Thank you so much for being my guest. Thank I'm so glad. Me. I'm so glad that we worked this out. I have been wanting, like I've been recording episodes here and there throughout quarantine, but then I got all of this work and I'm working like 65 hours a week right now. Oh and it's just God. like, I have no time to do anything, but I'm so glad I'm like committed uh -huh. to being back in the swing of this and releasing episodes every Monday. So thank uh, you so much. Thank you for having me. This was really lovely. This makes me feel being a part of this makes me feel like I've got to get 
some of my stuff getting started. Yeah, not in like a not in like an evil pressure way, but I'm just yeah. like, oh, this was nice. Like I yeah. want to feel nice more. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Things. Um, okay, uh, everyone can find me at What the Faust. You can find this podcast at Confidential Pod. Um, that's it. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Okay, thank Yay. you so much. Thank Bye! You so much. Thank you.